There's a new rice variety in town. Plus, we're going to cover data on the important topic of irrigation and agriculture and so much more on today's episode of the Arkansas AgCast. You're listening to the Arkansas AgCast, where we discuss the latest news, trends, and issues impacting Arkansas farmers and ranchers. Our show is brought to you by the Arkansas Farm Bureau Federation and hosted by Jason Brown and John Nickman. Beard and beardless. That's yeah. What, you know. It's complete opposites. We, seriously. <laughs> we couldn't be like, face for TV, face for radio. Yeah. You know. Yeah, you know. Face uh, for podcasts. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> uh, and welcome back, Matthew. Uh, we've it is talked, a joyous day, Matthew's we, here. We've talked about Matthew back in the past couple of weeks, uh, our fearless leader, uh, and we were saying that he said, I don't know if I've been in here with Mac since like been February. A minute. <laughs> been a minute. <laughs> so glad to have you back, um, Matthew, all not, although not mic'd up, um, uh, just flew in from the state FFA convention and uh, was not even supposed to be here today, believe it or not. Wow. Uh, but the weather has kept him hemmed up uh, for, a, for a day. The state FFA convention happened in down in Hot Springs. Mm-hmm. Uh, several members of our team, the PR team, were there. Um, and, of course, uh, other, other departments across the third floor, whether they were judging discussion meet or um, operating our, our trade show booth or whatever that may have been. Yeah, we always were pretty involved with that event, for sure. Yeah. What a production. Yeah, I mean, I just saw it on, you know, social media. Yeah. Uh, and it, it, there's a lot going on there. I heard there was some duck calling there. Really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, like, is it a prelim to the uh, Stuttgart? No, I, I don't think it was the, uh, just like for fun. A, a qualifying event. I think it was, uh, those were calls on sale. And there for... Uh, uh, trials you know and then you mix that with kids yeah 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 <laughs> and, <laughs> and that, you get that, what you might that big arena in there and not cool some echoes yeah i'm sure there was some t- some talent in there though yeah well surely I yeah mean, uh i'll yeah. tell you this uh we <laughs> we from time to time uh get comments about the vo- volume of music at our um at our event and it is unmatched sometimes uh, during Sometimes during. I get text <laughs> during. Turn it yeah. down. Yeah. <laughs> Stomp my foot, you know. Yeah. Um, but I'll tell you, I've been to that. I didn't go this year, but I've been several times. Yeah. And it's loud and, mm-hmm. and, and rowdy and energetic in there. People yeah. from all around the state, all the schools, yeah. and ag, ag departments they have. that. I'm sure there's a ton of people there. Yeah. 500 plus? 500 plus? Is it 2,500. 2500. Oh, my gosh. Wow. 2,500 plus, Matthew. It's a lot of blue jackets. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of suede or whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know, I was an FFA, but I never got a chance to go to the state convention. Did you wear a jacket? No, I never got a jacket. Then I don't might think be, you were in it. It might have been well, because I think somebody no, no, told you. I had to go through the whole process, but it may be because I just joined in my senior year. Uh, and I, I, maybe there's a timeline, but I, no, I never got a jacket. They're like, we don't have time to get this kind no, of jacket. No, but like playing sports, I got a Letterman jacket. I played baseball, right? Uh-huh. But they, they, put a basketball on it and they gave it to me like right before <laughs> I graduated. And I was like, oh, 
I'm not ever going to wear it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not going to mess with having to get this changed. So it's still in its plastic. So oh, really? At my parents' house, yeah. That's and I just funny. looked at so it. So you, like, you literally <laughs> never wore it then? No, I never had it. I wasn't going to take it to Fayetteville and wear it you know, around uh, campus. But <laughs> I know. That and class rings, man, were one of those things that were like a must-have mm-hmm. yeah. when you were in high school. Yeah. And probably the most useless. It was. Yeah. Junk that you can own now as an adult, you know? <clears throat> I had a girlfriend at the time, and I got my class ring. Uh-huh. Just because it was a thing. Uh-huh. Never wore it. Yeah. Because she claimed it right off, you know. Mm-hmm. So right. by the time I got it back, I was in college and I was I don't want to wear that. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody so. got a little uh creative or entrepreneurial uh when I was in junior high. We had junior high class rings. Yeah. Really? And uh I got one of those. I don't know how. Um but my parents, I'll give them credit, they they were able to foresee the um uh the deal and so like our my letterman jacket yeah it was not the like wool with the leather sleeves mm-hmm. the expensive one it was a it was a cheaper version and then when it came to class ring they're like yeah if you want to pay for it sure yeah and i didn't so yeah. i didn't get one and now i don't really feel like i missed out yeah yeah most guys the same way it's like yeah ah, this is just going on a girlfriend's necklace i yeah. didn't get one when yeah. i graduated college either i've still got oh, one and it's either. and it was pretty cool I'll, I'll your it. your class ring. Yeah, I mean. okay. still got it somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Know, just as a keepsake. But yeah, I still see people wear them sometimes. I mean, you know, yeah, but uh, not yeah. for me. Uh, it's a little off topic, but like when I graduated and did that graduation pictures, I, this, I, I had a beard. Think about that. You for realize sure. that. And my mom was like, "You're shaving that off before you take these pictures." Uh-huh. I was like, "No, I don't want to." So she made me right. Uh-huh. Took the pictures, came back. She was like, "You shouldn't have shaved." <laughs> Man, <laughs> mom, all these stories that's brutal. The, this Letterman jacket and yeah. the, the no FFA jacket mm. and the beard. No, uh-huh. you got to bring in pictures now. You okay, gotta, I will. We've got to see this. I'm, I'm, if I can find the jacket, I'll bring it. And I'm sure she's got the graduation picture somewhere. Yeah, but yeah, I was like, I told you, mom. And this is me. Uh, yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, she's like, no, it was more of a so, neck beard then, you know, but. I bet it was pretty. I bet it was pretty see through. Yeah, but it wasn't I was, luscious yeah. like it is now. But I was also wearing my state championship football ring in the picture too. So, well, I yeah. I, I wish that my high school picture was a, a beard. Mine was a, a serious mullet. So. It? Oh, that's <laughs> cool. I mean that. Yeah. If I if that was in then, I probably would have had it. Oh man. I'd, yeah, no yeah. doubt. Yeah. What year? What year did you graduate? Oh five. Oh five. Our class model was oh five. Stay alive. Yeah, how about that? Well, <laughs> that's encouraging. That's great. Uh, I graduated in 1999. I'll let you guess. What? Prince. Ah, yeah. Party Like It's yeah. 99. Yeah. yeah. That was our class song. It was, that was basically the theme. Of I don't yeah. remember our class whole song. Deal. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how that many? we had a theme when I graduated, so. Yeah. What color yeah. tuxedo did you wear to your senior prom? I have a straight lace. I mean, oh, yeah. Uh, black, you know, but I did wear the, um, oh, what's that tie called? The the wider mm-hmm. ascot tie. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Sort of. I thought that uh, that's about as, as risky as I got. I was full white with the, whatever my date's colored dress was. I think it was like turquoise or green mm-hmm. and the green tie, but white suit all the way. That white tr- shoes. That tracks yep. around that yep. year, mm-hmm. that, that time. For sure. Yeah. Coattails or anything. We kept it live like back 
<laughs> Do you remember what you wore at prom? Cumberbund? Uh, we did not have a prom. Oh, really? It, or not. it was it was more of a banquet. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. And keep it classy. Yeah. Yeah, and I was in a band Arkansas. at the time. We performed at the banquet. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, and I wore a purple suit. Perfect. Purple suit with white oh, sleeves are rolled up, weren't they? They they weren't okay. But, I mean, okay. borderline. Right. But yeah, it was a purple suit and uh, white bucks. I mean. Man, that's pretty clean. It, it was you could pull that off right what now. What are white bucks? You know, you all right? Do you know what guys wear a lot with seersucker suits? The shoes, they're uh, like a white lace. Yeah, up, yeah, kind yeah. of a look. That's a white buck, okay. right? Wouldn't you say? Yeah, I mean, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah just but these were they were not wingtips or anything. Yeah. They were they were just you usually smooth, see them as a white. You know, or or that brown like a suede like material. a suede yeah. material yeah uh yeah. question though like how did you roll up suit sleeves were they built like gonna, made bigger back then because I can't roll no. you're gonna have to ask John Don Don Johnson about that <laughs> that's right because like my buttons oh, don't right. come off yeah 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 well my all my suit jackets and stuff are stitched and like those buttons are just like, fake yeah. Yeah. yeah, they weren't yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, weren't really okay. stitched, but you know, it's always something I've seen on movies. Just like, how did you do that? Miami Vice specifically? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah they, they. Oh, and I I had a red leather tie that was the leather. You know, the, the pencil the thin, the oh, super yeah. thin. I yeah. mean, as thin as you can that get it. Just style. that it was, you know, wasn't a bolo or anything. Yeah. It was. <laughs> well, bolos were hot too. They were. Back then. They were. You know what a bolo? Is? Yeah. Oh, sure. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. I tried to when we got married. That was we got married in Colorado, and I tried to convince oh, that my wife that would have been to let me and my groomsmen wear bolo ties, and she nixed yeah. that. I mean, we already yeah. had them picked out and everything, and she was like, "Nope, <laughs> that's a no go." Well, so good we went with thin black ties instead. Yeah. Well, you know, I thought it was going to be big band, some something. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. I thought the that's professional what we were musician. Do, so, yeah. Well, did you have a sweet car? I had a Fiero. Oh, very sweet car. <clears throat> How yeah. did you fit your gear in there? Uh, I was the gear. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I was the front man. So oh, you sang. I sang. Okay. So, yeah. Is there a video of that? Not that we have to put it on this podcast. There might be. Okay. Somewhere. All right. Uh, the name of our band was Johnny Cat. Johnny Cat. After the kitty litter. <laughs> <laughs> They were. We just thought it sounded cool. You guys, you, this was like a Depeche Mode vibe. I, I got it. it kind of, yeah. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. That was, we want to be good cool, times. but we can't really be cool. Yeah. Feel yeah. in the yeah. 80s. Yeah. They're going to remember I, us. I get that vibe. It was good times. Yeah. Yeah. Fieros were sweet. Flip up headlights. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. man. Yeah. Those things. If you had those bad boys. Was that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a white, white Fiero. It was, it was all right. Man, yeah, I see, you still see a couple of those around. They don't look. You too do good. one. No, they up. don't look good this <laughs> yet, these days. Just one headlight up. I had yeah. a had a buddy in college that had a black one, just like mine, and he was his family was a Kenwood dealer. Uh huh. Uh-huh. And uh, there was no space in his. Oh, he had filled it up with speakers. Oh man. Oh wow. Pre preamps and all the stuff, and yeah, I, I'm pretty sure he's deaf now. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know. Uh, he, you could hear him coming from five miles away. It was that loud. So that was man. the thing back then. I, I, you know, when I was growing up, and you had to have some sort oh, of yeah. sound system um, in your vehicle. I did. 
Yeah, yeah did you really? Single cab truck and looking back on it, I was like, man, what a waste of money. That <laughs> <was."> <laughs> <laughs> but it was almost a status symbol <laughs> yeah. To, to, yeah. to a degree, was. you know. Um, that and the green base light under the seat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I had it going yep. on, Stuttgart. I remember a buddy of mine got um, what we call a ground effects, the lights that went under the truck. Mm, sure. Thought that yeah. was the coolest thing in the world. I mean, that was a big deal. And then police pulled us over first Friday night out. They're like, ah, those are illegal. They look like police <laughs> lights. <laughs> I don't know how much he had spent on that. That's uh, great. It's pretty funny. Oh, man. The days of our youth. Yep. Uh, made some good decisions back then, good, good didn't decisions we? And probably a lot of bad ones. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we weren't here to talk about the 80s and 90s. So good reflection. I guess we ought to get back. Yeah. Get back. Get back. Who to knew we here. had topics to, to discuss? We didn't yeah. think we Literally, had anything. So. We started this yeah. uh, conversation. <laughs> FFA jackets. Just by, by saying, uh, well, we don't really have anything fun to talk about today. That's okay. Maybe people will appreciate us getting right down to business. Yeah. And then there we go. All right. <laughs> yeah, sorry. A 10 minute diatribe on the <laughs> 80s and 90s. All right. So we'll apologize for that. Uh, I'll tell you what I would like to talk about. Tell me. The current time. Yeah, and that is uh, as we're approaching uh, summer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it is we're recording this on Thursday, the twenty seventh, I think. Um, yeah. So, is it farmers market time or not? It will be uh, Saturday. Saturday in parts of the state. Yeah. Okay. So you're gonna usually farmers markets open around the first weekend of May and mm-hmm. April. Uh, so you're gonna see some open this weekend around the state, probably in some of your bigger. Cities, towns, mm-hmm. whatever, but uh, if not, the next few weekends, it'll really ramp up quite a bit. So, you've got strawberries that have been coming off and <clears throat> some other little things, but uh, as usual, farmer's markets will be very seasonal in what they offer. Uh, so, of course, everybody's looking forward to We're probably building up to fruit yeah. right now. Yep. yep. Um, well, why do you know about farmer's markets? Why well, do you know so much about farmers market? Well, I've been uh, participating in that realm of agriculture for the last six years. Really, between the University of Arkansas, my time there, and here at Farm Bureau. Yeah. So uh, working with a lot of producers that uh, either sell at farmers markets or manage farmers markets, mm-hmm. or have done either. Yeah. So, uh, and then also when I do find time to wake up at seven o'clock in the morning on a Saturday, yeah. I'll go venture into a farmers market. We've got some nice ones here in Little Rock. Yeah, so, yeah, we do. Uh, and if you're northwest Arkansas, the Bentonville, Fayetteville, Rogers, and Springdale farmers markets are huge. The one in Jonesboro is a really big one. On Matthew Arkansas mentioned State. that one was opening this weekend, yep. I think, or it's next weekend. Thank you. Yep. Conway's uh, got a really nice one. I was going to mention Conway. We were out at um, Flying Sea Ranch, their farm store, two weekends ago, and I know they were gearing up for the – I think Conway opens this weekend. Yeah. They were gearing up. So animal protein, it doesn't have to be fruits and veggies. Um, all kinds of stuff there. Do we offer support for those kind of folks? Yeah, here absolutely. At Farm Bureau? We've got a specialty crop division here at Farm Bureau, and that's all encompassing for fruits, vegetables, uh, and anything local foods. You know, we do have livestock divisions like beef, and now the small ruminant, poultry, mm-hmm. swine. But uh, the special crop division kind of seems as if it's also taken on a life of all encompassing local foods. So we also talk about some of those producers that do sell peaches or strawberries also have beef cattle. Yeah, uh, and some of them may be selling them locally, maybe going through the new state uh, uh, program, mm-hmm. or through USDA uh, certified uh, facilities as well. So, 
Uh, this year, our our special crop division meeting, the winter meeting, was the biggest we've had since I've been here. That you, I you guys I busted out of the room. Yeah, we had to knock Literally. out a wall. Yeah, you know, and uh, not kind of you know physically, figuratively, whatever however you want to put yeah. it. <laughs> we yeah, did both tear it down, but it folded away. But uh, we had really good discussion, so much so that we didn't have really have a whole lot of time to talk about farm bureau specific issues. So uh-huh. this summer meeting, that's kind of what we're going to focus on specifically. Nice. We had so much information to, to give. I may have put too much on them, honestly, but yeah, uh, I thought it's it's noteworthy to give them information that they can take to their farms uh, yeah. and make an impact and help them make decisions on the future. And I'm sure you can, uh, if you're a member, you know, 40 bucks a year. Yeah. yeah. Take advantage of all that good stuff. $40 a year gets you uh, not only, you know, access to our state meetings but also what goes on in your counties and communities and nice. also then our department we're putting out more specific economic data for and information specific to each one of those commodities and issues that they deal with mm-hmm. so you also have access to that as well and um, you know how we are supporting those different commodities and how we're fighting for those issues that you the farmer of no matter what commodity you're dealing or working in that uh, we represent and advocate for on a daily basis here in farm nice. Well, there you go. So if you're a specialty crop, crop producer, if you're head to the farmer's market and, and, and this weekend or next and you're listening to this and you think, man, I sure wouldn't mind a group of like-minded folks to yeah. get involved with, um, call John McMinn. He, yeah. can, he can hook you up and help you out. Yeah. If you tell them John McMinn sent you, they probably would ask you who? Turn you away at the front yeah. door. Yeah. Like, um, man, that guy's But tell them you heard it on the, on the Arkansas podcast. Yeah, Absolutely. Like, share, <laughs> tell your friends. But, yeah, uh, that this part of the season is pretty exciting for me. I, I really like the whole culture behind it and the community yeah. that uh, is uh, derived from it as well. And crafts. and Yeah. St- I mean, stuff like painted, that. I mean, there's a whole lot of some animal fun. balloons. It's a and, great opportunity to get out with your yeah. kiddos. You might have a band out there. It's uh, Yeah. And then uh, food trucks. Oh. Yeah. There you go. So, and they some of those food trucks also uh, – uh, acquire product you know ingredients from some of those while they're there or or, okay that's pretty cool all right so go visit a farmer's market either uh this weekend if it's opening in your area or next is there i mean i I guess you could just check your local sort of information probably around facebook city the city facebook uh you can also google the arkansas farm uh farmer's market association okay uh and they'll have a list of all the farmer's markets that are part of their association uh, they should have information there when they're going to open, open and where. Yeah. So you know, not all farmers markets are the same. They're going to be in a church parking lot or a random gravel parking lot, yeah. or they'll be in the square like in Fayetteville. Yeah. Or, you know, across the street from the bank. You know, here I think like Whitewater has one in their parking lot. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, they're kind of everywhere. Other information to share before we get into the news: the uh, American Farm Bureau uh, Ag Innovation Challenge is open for application. Uh, this program is in partnership with Farm Credit. Uh, the program's in its 10th year. Uh, basically, uh, this is a national business competition showcasing startups uh, that are developing solutions for the ag community. Um, $165 grand up for grabs across the whole prize spectrum. I think the largest would be first place, and that's $50,000. Um, but uh, certainly applications are due May 12th. Uh, and we would love to have somebody from Arkansas uh, joining this competition. Uh, you can get all the information on the American Farm Bureau's website. Uh, Philip Powell here in our office is sort of the um, the point person on that, so he can help you apply or, or get more information if you're interested in that. 
Uh, and I've, I talked to Philip and let him know we're going to mention this on the show again this week. And he certainly was, uh, up for helping if you, yeah. if you want to reach out to him. Um, and then a little birdie told me that we may have maybe working on some sort of, um, Arkansas, uh, specific, I hope uh, that works out. That'd be really or, exciting. Or similar comp, uh, competition. Yeah. Yeah. So it's interesting. Uh, and then the last thing I've got before we dig in is the our planning progress report. There's been a lot of talk about this this week. Um, and so I'll just sort of say at the beginning, uh, I, I listen to rural radio on, on Sirius XM some mm-hmm. uh, because it gives you sort of a good feel about what agriculture is experiencing across the state, uh, across the nation, not just here in Arkansas. And it sounds to me like weather uh, patterns remain a concern. Obviously, we're seeing that Todd Jacobian says the second beginning, second wettest start to a year since, I don't I know, believe decades. Um, so, obviously, we've got our own challenges here, um, which we'll talk about as we as we get into the planning progress report. But across the country, and in some cases, it's, it's, it's rain. In other cases, it's cold temperatures. The Dakotas have got some cold temperatures going on, the upper Midwest. Um, so weather continues to be a challenge for planning progress, and, and Arkansas is not unique in this sort of no. slow start that we've seen. You know, it's sometimes with the weather issues up north, that's kind of beneficial to us, uh-huh. you know. Uh-huh. Um, so, I mean, take take it as it is. I think now also seeing the snow um, snow melt mm-hmm. and and how that impacts the river levels um, is also something we'll have to keep an eye on. Yep. But for now, let's just get to the planning progress report for the state of Arkansas and 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 go from there. Uh, we've got thirty five percent of corn planted. Uh, just to give you an idea, we we're at sixty six percent this time last year. Of that thirty five percent planted, twenty three percent has emerged. Um, 14% of rice is planted, uh, that continues to trend up 6% of that is emerged, which is triple what we had last week, uh, emerged, uh, 12% of soybeans, uh, have been planted. Half of those are, are emerged. And then cotton is finally on the board with 2% planted the five year average. Um, if you're tracking, uh, this, this week, uh, the five year average is 44%. So we're at 2%. no, uh, just not a planning progress note, but um, uh, of note, I guess, on that ag inventory category. Alfalfa hay is uh, rated at 95% fair to good. There is no excellent, uh, no portion of that crop is rated as excellent, and um, the remaining 5% is rated poor. So our uh, livestock producers uh, having a bit of a challenge, it, it appears, uh, with hay quality, yeah, uh, you know, early what, on what you mentioned there about sixty six percent this last year in corn, forty four percent average at this time in cotton, mm-hmm. five year average. Can we assume that's weather related? Uh I, you know, I think so. I, I know, you know, what was it a week, two weeks ago when we had a really dry sort of warm time yeah. when we were back up in the eighties and things. I mean, people took off. And, yeah, and and. But I think I think the biggest delay, if the, if I understand your question correctly, is is the, is the weather what's causing mm. this delay? And I, I think that seems to be yeah. the general it's consensus. Yeah. So anyway, all right. Well, let's start the news uh, today with um, an article uh, or some news rather from uh, Christina Larue. She's the ag reporter for the Arkansas Democrat Gazette about uh, declining aquifers in the state. A quick note. 
uh, Christina and I chatted earlier this week, and she mentioned um, that uh, she's listens to the show. Oh, awesome! And that it's helpful, uh, uh, sort of keeping her informed about what's going on in the ag industry. And I just want to make a note that is not the reason that we are uh, <laughs> using this story from Christina. Although, well, thank you, Christina. Uh, we're for grateful uh, that was already in the plan. So, uh, in case she's listening this week, I just wanted to note that we're thankful for that. But, um, but we had already planned to use this yeah. story. Uh, Christina's reporting cited that the state uh, Department of Ag uh, had issued a report uh, this week that shows that levels of the state's two most important aquifers uh, continue to decline and that the withdrawal rates remain unsustainable. Mm. If you've been a long-time listener to this podcast, even before Mac was on, uh, then you know we've reported on this issue Those dark uh, days. previously. <laughs> <laughs> the report issued by the Arkansas Department of Agriculture and Natural Resources Division states that pumping rates continue to exceed the sustainable yield estimates for the Mississippi River Valley alluvial aquifer, uh, which is the most important water source to the state's ag industry. Mm -hmm. uh, the report notes the same unsustainable use of the Sparta-Memphis aquifer, uh, which is important for drinking and industrial use. Yep. According to the article, declining water levels were recorded in areas where uh, water use was the highest, such as parts of the Grand Prairie and Cache River. Yep for the alluvial aquifer and in southern Arkansas for the mm -hmm. Sparta aquifer. Uh, Chris Colclasure, uh, director of the Natural Resources Division, notes that his team, in partnership with other groups, will continue promoting conservation practices and the combined use of the ground and surface water at rates that are sustainable for current and future generations of Arkansans. And this has been going on for years. Uh -huh. you know, And uh, I've kind of followed this with some projects I did in college and also in uh, grad school. Mm -hmm. and interviewed some farmers and other people involved in it. Yes. Yeah. It, it was a worry then. It's even more so now. But, I mean, they're actually, as you can see, people are actually trying to do something about it now. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. there's also initiatives like the White River Irrigation District and the Biomeda mm -hmm. uh, deal as well. Mm -hmm. And I don't really know where those are at right now. But, you know, the idea is to draw water out of the rivers and pipe it or funnel it down to where the water's needed. Yeah. My biggest concern is once you pull this water completely out of those aquifers, you can't put that water back in. Sure, sure. And then once it it's can, dried, I mean, you can regenerate it now, you know, but yeah. once it's once done, it's done and yeah. it's, uh, it's a scary thing for communities like in, on the Grand Prairie. Mm -hmm. You know, the biggest mm -hmm. industry is agriculture, and agriculture mm -hmm. supports every other industry in towns like that. Yeah. So if you can't water your crops, then what happens to those? One of the things that makes uh, Arkansas agriculture unique is the ability to irrigate, irrigate. our crops and, mm -hmm. and things like that. And they, the article did go on to mention you certainly read it in full on the uh, in the in the newspaper on online. Uh, it did mention that um, since 2011, we had had sort of a, an abundance of, of rain minus 2012 on yeah. the whole, um, but but that withdrawal rate is still. Uh, unsustainable. Yeah, um, and if you notice, you'll time. get if you get closer to like the Mississippi River, their wells are a lot more shallow than ours. Mm -hmm. You know, you almost step mm -hmm. on the ground and water comes out. But yeah, like, over on yeah. the Grand, Grand Prairie, you've got deep, deep, deep wells. Yeah, yeah, and it's just a sign of what's been going on. Yeah. But All right, moving on. Uh, Structure Land Mass Timber Corp, Canada-based timber manufacturer, has now filed for Chapter Eleven bankruptcy. Oh man! Uh, we reported on this, you know, a few months ago. Mm -hmm. The Structure Lamb had uh, suspended operations at their Conway, Arkansas location, and Walmart had canceled their contract with the company due to production issues. Mm -hmm. uh, 
the contract supplied Walmart with cross-laminated timber for a construction of their new corporate campus in Bentonville, Arkansas. And for those of you that don't know what cross-laminated timber is, maybe you've heard the term before but not really sure, it's basically large pieces of wood glued together to create a m- real strong structure. Okay. Building material like pillars, wall panels, mm-hmm. you name it. Uh, just this Monday, Arkansas Business reported that Slam officially filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy uh, last Friday mm-hmm. uh, and has agreed to a $60 million sale to Mercer International, Inc. of Vancouver. Currently, Mercer Mass Timber, one of the Mercer's subsidiaries, uh, has one of the largest production facilities in North America located in Spokane, Washington. Okay. After Walmart canceled their contract, Structuralam laid off 144 of its 168 Conway employees. Mm-hmm. According to the filed bankruptcy, bankruptcy Structuralam listed Walmart as having a $34 million unsecured claim against it. The claim was listed as contingent, unliquidated, and disputed. Walmart's claim is the largest unsecured claim against Structuralam, which estimated its liabilities as between $100 million and $500 million. Its assets are estimated to be in the same range. Matthew Carmel, CEO of Structuralam, was quoted saying, I'm delighted and grateful for Mercer's vote of confidence in Structuralam and its leadership in the mass timber industry. It's especially rewarding given the difficult period the company has had since suspending its operations in Arkansas mid-January, and it will help in normalizing the plant operation going forward. So, you know, when Structure Lamp came on, we were really, really excited, at least, you know, the forestry For the forestry industry. Yeah, the the opportunity to sell timber, raw timber, has been limited quite a bit with the closure of mills, and and the price has kind of driven down due to that. Mm -hmm. You know, they're kind of, those mills are controlling the price that landowners can receive for their timber. So Structure Lamp was going to be another opportunity for them to, uh, another opportunity to sell their product. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this just goes to show you don't know what's going on behind the scenes, even though it everything looks great, new and big. And yeah, but it kind of sounds like they may have plans to keep that open in the future. Maybe I, yeah, according we'll to this see. quote, we shall see. We yeah. shall see. All right. Well, let's take a quick break from the news to hear a reminder about keeping rural roads safe during this uh, planting season. Arkansas farmers and ranchers work seven days a week. That means when you hit the road, you may be sharing it with farm equipment especially if you're traveling along rural roads and county highways. Farm equipment moves slower than our pickup trucks and minivans. They may not have the safety lights and turn signals of our family vehicles either. The trucks and tractors moving down the road need extra room to make turns, cross bridges, and move through intersections too. We all get in a hurry sometimes, but it's important that we all stay safe, no matter if we're headed to buy groceries or grow them. So next time you're cruising past a pasture or field, keep an eye out for farmers. They'll be sure to keep an eye out for you too. If we all work together, we can make sure Arkansas is cultivating safe roads. It's so important that we work together to keep each other safe on the roads. You find yourself on the road with a farmer moving hay this year and already seeing row crop implements out there too. Absolutely. Let's just all be sure to help one another cultivate safe roads. Now let's get back to the news. All right, let's do it. Uh, last week we had a uh, news on. We had some news on rice planting projections and U.S. exports. Uh, this week, more rice uh, news here from here in Arkansas. The U of A Division of Ag has released a high-yielding medium grain rice variety amid increased medium grain demand. The new variety, called CLM05, 
averaged 192 bushels per acre over two years in statewide trials. It outperformed current commercial cultivators, CLM-04, and Jupiter in grain yield, disease resistance, and lodging resistance, according to a press release from the university. Cool. Yeah, the yield is specifically notable uh, because during the 2022 rice uh, season, the state average yield was 164.7 bushels per acre, according to the 2023 Arkansas Rice Quick Bats. Yes. Uh, medium grain rice typically makes up to 10 to 15% of the state's rice acreage and is primarily used by companies like catalogs and general mills for snacks and table rice. Mm -hmm. Uh, the division of agriculture is producing foundation seed of the variety this year and a limited amount of seed will be available next year. According to the release horizon ag will increase seed production and it should be widely available in 2025. One reason uh, this is, a, is significant is that California currently produces about 75% of the country's medium grain rice crop. Wow. But the 2022 crop was the lowest it's been since the late 1950s because of a number of weather and environmental impacts. With this variety, the Mid-South may be looking to take up some of that loss. It'd be interesting to see medium grain if it does kind of take some of that let's call it uh, market share of long uh -huh. grain out of the state yeah you know, because that's been the that's been the king of rice here in arkansas forever yeah no doubt so it, it's an interesting development for sure and and interesting that it's a, a public variety so do we'll they just, do they use medium grain in that the new sake deal out there in hot springs you know i don't know uh really what they use i certainly got a yeah. person we could call but mm -hmm. um but i'm not i'm not sure if they do or not that's a great question yeah I, I, I didn't know either. We'll one. have to have a taste test and see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, moving on. Uh, Tyson Foods employees might be a little worried today, but yeah. uh, Tyson Foods is set to eliminate 10% of their corporate jobs and 15% of their senior leadership roles. Yesterday, employees were notified by of the of the layoffs by Chief Executive Donnie King. Mm -hmm. These layoffs are a result of the latest cost cutting move. Uh, for the biggest U.S. meat company by sales as it continues to uh, deal with declining profit and struggles to improve results. Mm -hmm. King was quoted saying, we will drive efficiency by focusing on fewer initiatives with greater intensity and in removing duplication of work. Mm -hmm. According to regulatory findings, Tyson had about 6,000 U.S. employees working in corporate offices as of October 1st and 118,000 workers at non-corporate sites such as meat plants and warehouses. Mm -hmm. Back in October, Tyson announced that all corporate-level jobs were being re relocated here to Arkansas and Springdale, mm -hmm. uh, which is their headquarters. Mm -hmm. uh, this, in turn, pushed some corporate employees to leave the company already before this announcement. Yeah, I remember that announcement. It was non-optional. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, leadership changes have begun to make investors uh, and analysts nervous, at least to say. The company fired Chris uh, Langholz as president of its in international business in August. Uh, in September, Tyson said Noel O'Mara, who leads its preferred food or prepared food division, had also left the company. John R. Tyson, the great grandson of the company's founder, took over as finance chief. As recently as January, Tyson replaced the president of its poultry business after the company wrongly predicted demand for chicken. Mm. So, some a lot of changes there. Mm. Tyson also plans to close two U.S. close two U.S. processing f plants with almost 1,700 employees. This is including its Van Buren-based meat packing plant closing next month. 
This cost-saving strategy could be the lingering effects from the pandemic when meatpackers increased plant worker pay and now they face declining margins and must increasingly compete to buy livestock to run plants at full capacity. Mm-hmm. Remember that was the issue during uh, COVID was that, yeah. you know, people, they couldn't have, people weren't working. Yeah. So they weren't able to run those plants at full capacity, but now they're, right. they were, in the meantime, they've been trying to build that back. And then coupled with also paying those employees at the same time, their, their, their inputs have been they're pretty right. high. Uh, Tyson's adjusted, adjusted earnings of 85 cents per share in, in, in the quarter ended December 1st and were down 70, 70% from a year earlier. Mm-hmm. The company is set to report its next quarterly results on May 8th. So tough times with Tyson. Yep, that is. And, uh, you know, we hope that, uh, we hope that things, uh, look up for those. Yeah. And the way I was reading it was that a lot of that percentage of people that were, Leave or that have left or were getting laid off were already those people that had declined moving to Springdale. Ah, okay, interesting. Yeah. Well, good to know that came from Arkansas business, I believe. Yeah, and yeah. I, I sourced some some other different okay places. Well, yeah. good to know. All right, that wraps up the news for today. Uh, certainly not the show, I would assume. It is not. <laughs> <laughs> You're not getting off that easy. Today? So, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I think these are harder. So I tried to pick some harder ones this time. Unnecessary. (laughs) And random. They're harder and and random. Good. So there's no theme to them at all? No. Mm. Not at all. Not in the least. (laughs) Uh, One of them I expect you to get. Okay. I brought scrap paper. (laughs) (laughs) There will be no math. Oh, good. So you can rest easy there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I had to look up a pronunciation real quick. So <laughs> I want to make sure I get this right. So it, we don't bother with that. No, we just, just go I mean, with it I, on the floor. I don't want to mess you up by me butchering a word. Sound or out each letter. Yeah. So I'm, I'm hopeful I'm getting this right. In which sport are Barani, Rudolph, and Randolph all techniques? Mm. Barani, Rudolph, and what? Barani, Rudolph, and Randolph. They're techniques. They are techniques. Hockey? Equestrian. No. Tennis. All right. Trampolining. Oh. Trampolining. Oh. <laughs> Is that the one you expected us to get? No. <laughs> <laughs> Can you show us a Randolph and trampolining? I one? will. I will. I'll be happy to. So, okay. What was the first movie to be rated PG-13? Hmm. I don't know, but I can tell you those ratings from back when we were kids, are, they don't carry over. I know. Like, they're not the same. I right. see a movie, I'm like, oh, yeah. This well, is- I remember at the time when it came out, I was excited for it, but I was like, oh, man, this is Did you give us PG-13. E.T. Well, no. it would have been the 80s. Mm. It's before the one I was going to guess. And there has been a remake of it in recent years. Mm. Uh, what's the movie with um, uh, We Get Invaded? Uh, um, Space Invaders? No, they they come through Canada. Uh, the, the Russians. What's that? What's that movie called? You're right. But you're yeah, on the right track. Laughing. What is that movie? You are on the right Red track. Dawn. There you go. Yeah, I got one. See, I told that's, you he would get one. That is the answer to the question. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I like old the, movies. That is the answer to the question. And that is the one I expected you to get. So. Oh really? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Look at you, man. I didn't know you were such a movie buff. I, I, I do like movies. My wife will walk in the room. It's like, what are you watching? It's it's black yeah. and white, you yeah. know, or, you know, it, it, I like 80s movies too. Well, yeah. yeah. 
Then I so. foresee more movie questions coming up. How about mm-hmm. that? that? That would cool. be quite entertaining. All right. Well, that's enough silliness from us this week. See, we <laughs> found an abundant amount, uh, one might say. There always is. <laughs> Never ceases to stop. Never. You should not doubt yourself. I know. So. It, it ain't that the truth. All right. Well, that wraps up the news for this week. Thanks for following along with the Arkansas AgCast. We're grateful for you taking the time to watch and listen. Remember, you can catch new episodes of the show every Thursday afternoon. Find video episodes on Facebook and YouTube. Listen to the audio versions on iTunes or Spotify. And make sure you subscribe and leave us a review when you have a few extra minutes. That's right. The Arkansas AgCast is brought to you by the Arkansas Farm Bureau. I'm Jason Brown. And I'm John McMinn. We'll see you next week.